Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase c slash mindgappodcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. All right, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Hello and welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I am Doug. I am Justin. And welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I did that I just weird. You to keep looping it. And, I, and welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. Yeah, I, I was like, we'll do something different. I'm like, wait a minute. I said this in a weird way. Hey, welcome. We're glad you're here. <laughs> you can't fault us for trying. You, nope. c- you can't fault us. You know, give us poor marks for failing because we do that a lot. But, you know, but that's OK. There is no success without failure. That's what someone said one time. It's true. Someone said that, you know, yep. mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. put that on a pillow. Someone put that on a pillow. They sewed it onto a pillow and they said, look yeah. at this. Read this pillow, bitch. This pillow. Read this. Crying to this every night. Right. Yeah. It's kind of inspirational, but yeah. also, you know, you're going to fail. Yeah. You're going to fail, you loser. <clears throat> right. Rest your head. Rest your failing head on this pillow. Yeah. Why don't you wipe your tears off on this, you little crybaby? That's right. Yeah. Take this into the shower and get it wet. That's right. Get it wet. Because you know what? This isn't something you wash, Dan. Dan, you don't wash these kinds of pillows. You shouldn't even be laying on these pillows. Why are you listening to me? You're a failure. These are the pillows you don't touch in this weird room in our house that is somehow like like a museum. You're not allowed to sit on the couch. Like it's, like, it's like some sort of sitting room. You go in there and you're like afraid to be in there. You can't wear your shoes in there. It's like spotless, but no one uses it. It's like, why do we have this space in our house? This is dumb, mom. Yeah. Why? The room is packed with as many breakable things as possible, as if to tempt fate. I hate it. I just, you, I, hate, I hate those. Did you have one of those? Oh house? yeah, we had one of those. Yeah. In my, especially like when we moved, we had this house. It was like the library. And the, ooh, the library. And for did the longest time, it, it it did. It did have books okay. in there. It was just it was decorated, but no one used it for anything. It right. was it was like an it was right at the front door. You turn left, and like it's 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 it was like a like a sitting room, you know, a welcoming area. Yeah. And um, it had piano in there for a while and whatever and, and, and whatever. And then eventually we we had our computer in there, so then it got used because that's where you'd go to use the computer and jerk off. But um, naturally. Um, you know, but I was always just, it, that has always seemed dumb to me. Like that old, that old idea of this is the place where we sit to talk to guests. This is right. the, the formal dining room. 
But we will sit down with our guests. My mom has China, like fine China yeah. at some fucking place. We're and she's like, there. this will go to you and Jill when I die. I'm like, cool. And it will go right in the garbage because right. I don't want it. Like, I don't. This is such an old fashioned idea of like Absolutely. fine China for your for your wedding, in which we will never use. No one's ever used it because it's not functional. Practical right. Doug does not approve this message. Boom. Take it back. I, <laughs> we didn't we didn't have one of those rooms in our house, but my aunt did. And that same thing, I could never understand. I was terrified to step foot over the threshold because I looked in there. I'm like, everything in here is spotless and very, very breakable. And I just, I was like, this is, this is a nightmare room for me because I can't, I don't know what to do as a kid. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this room. I don't know how to process this. Yeah. And, and it's interesting that you say that it is, you know, this is where we used to sit, formally sit and talk with guests because as Beth and I are looking at houses up here in Grand Rapids, a lot of the houses that were built around the 1900s uh, have a layout. Like 1900 and 1910, they have this layout where you can see the flow of the evening. Like mm. you welcome someone in and you had a parlor or you had a, you had a welcome area that then moved out to the parlor. And there were like you could see where they would have had a curtain or a door that they would have closed off the welcome area. But the dining room was closed, too. So like you had their drinks here, you talked, and then you opened that and you moved into the dining room and the dining room was separate from the kitchen and there was usually like a dumbwaiter area where the staff would bring out. And it was just, it's wild to be able to actually map how an evening, a social evening went in those houses. And I feel like in newer houses, these rooms that we're talking about is like, a, it's, a, it's that, it's a vestige of an old time that- yeah. People are hanging on to the tradition, but the houses just aren't set up the same way. So it's just weird. It's like, what do we it do with this go. room? Like, right. it's, it's so weird. It's bizarre. Yeah, I, I need a formal room. I've, I've always hated that stuff. I hated it when I was younger because, you know, even then, maybe that was, again, another seed in which Practical Doug was born. Um, was just <laughs> looking at this being like, why do we have this room? Right. This room serves no purpose. And if you brought it up, my mom would be like, well, this is, this is, I'm like, I, whatever you tell me is not going to, it's, it's not going to make sense because we are not using this room. This right. room is not useful. We shouldn't find a use for this room. And this is not right. it. Like this is dumb. <laughs> but anyway, we're so glad you're here. And you know, gang, if you want to support the podcast, honestly, like, and subscribe on YouTube, it means the world to us. You know, it's it's free and it helps us so much. We're at 200 subscribers. We were at 201, but I happen to think that the fart shorts last week may have turned one of those people off and Aww. we lost one to which I say, I get it. I really yep. do. Um, Look, yeah, our, uh, the fart soundboard's not for everybody. And so uh, we appreciate you trying us out. And if it didn't fit, no worries. Yeah. If you're like, hey, this is too much fart content. I get it. I'm never going to hold that against you. I understand. Yeah. I say this oftentimes. People are like, hey, man, friends are like, hey, man, I'm sorry I don't listen to your podcast. I'm like, you're not required to. It's not a prerequisite for our friendship. I get it. It's not for everyone. I know uh, one of my uh, wife's friends was like, I should listen to your podcast. I'm like, well, if you like dumb, silly shit, yeah, come hang out. No problem. I go, just know what you're walking into. It's not, you know, I'm not beating up on our show. I know what our content is. We have a fart soundboard. So what do you want? Like, right. if you're I cool was, with that, come hang out. You know, you'll fit in. I was, I was doing a presentation. We do uh, every month at my nine to five job. We do a, uh, a presentation of uh, it's a, a show and tell. So they go, you, you talk about a, a project you're working on or something that you're doing. So the rest of the department just kind of knows what everyone's working on. And I went 
uh, this last time. I think it was last week. And uh, at the end, my boss was like, oh, I sh- oh, someone commented. They were like, hey, is this your voice on the videos? Uh, and if so, uh, awesome. And if not, how are you making that voice? And I was like, yes. I said, it is my voice. Backgrounds on radio. I said, I can switch it on if needed. And my boss was just like, oh, I should mention, too, speaking of his voice on radio, he has a podcast that he does every week to like the the larger department. So and I immediately I go, thank you for that. I will preface that by saying it's extremely not safe for work. So tread lightly. And then so if anyone from work is listening, how do and I apologize ahead yes. of time for what you're about to hear. Welcome. Glad you're here. I had the yes. same thing happen last week uh, where Natalie goes Dad, today we went to uh, the roller rink and I told Miss Rachel that you about Mind Gap podcast. And I was like, oh, hey, you're marketing the show for me. Thanks. I just Jill just started laughing. I was like, you know what? I say thank you. You're putting my show out there. Yeah. I don't think Miss Rachel's going to like it. I don't know right. Miss Rachel, but I don't think she's going to like this show at all. But thank you. Because <laughs> she mentions because she goes, you know, I have girls night with mom because dad does his podcast. Because even when I'm streaming video yeah. games, it's still the podcast. And the sure. teacher was like, oh, podcast. What is it? He's like, she knows. She goes, Mind Gap Podcast, which really I was like, you know what? I don't say that a lot around her, but she knows right. what it is. I'm like, thank you. There's something special about That's that. That's very yeah. kind of you for I knowing like- that. So I'm like, hey, way to promote it. But I always just say, hey, listen, uh, lower your expectations. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, support us. Like, subscribe on YouTube, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, rate, review, uh, all that stuff means the world to us. If you'd like to support us financially, patreon.com slash podcast, or you can check out some of our merch, redbubble.com. Uh, type in podcast, You'll find us there. And I want to shout out the people who are our patrons, uh, the lovely, the lovely P- our PPs, Tom McIntyre, Richie Armour, Zinni, Slotty Bartfast, Almighty Crit. Thank you so much for supporting our glorious cause for global domination. It's good. Um, also, if you want to connect with us even further, check out our Discord. The link is in the description down below on our YouTube channel. And you could be one of the cool people that gets to hang out with us and all the other cool people that you hear and see a lot on the video game streams that are guests on our shows. Um, it's wonderful. It's it's a great community. I love everyone in there. Tonight, uh, Wolfslore made me laugh really, really hard with a meme that shouldn't have made me laugh hard at all. But it was, uh, I'm going to say it, it, I don't know if it'll have the same effect, but it might. It was uh, a picture of the new Riddler from the Batman movie, like in his yeah. mask, and it's like kind of grainy. It says, Riddle me this, Batman. When will Microsoft Edge be allowed to Microsoft come? And it made me laugh really hard. <laughs> so if that's, that's the kind of content funny. you're looking for, come on over to the Minecraft Discord. It made me laugh really fucking hard. And uh, I don't know. And uh, it, was, it was really good. So... Check out our Discord. And we do live stream our podcast on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central. And I host a video game stream on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. Come check us out. Um, we did Ultimate Chicken Horse last Saturday. I did terrible. Yes. I, think I was going to say, how did that go? I had one game where I got second and I was thrilled. I was thrilled. Yeah. The rest of the time, I'm like, this is dog shit. I'm so bad at this. It was, But it was very high. It's highly entertaining. Always a good time. There will be no uh, video game stream this Saturday because... Um, oh. Yeah, I'm gonna be somewhere special. I'm gonna be visiting Justin up in Grand Rapids. So, yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. We're gonna be together in real life. And Justin, and Justin does not have a gaming computer that will facilitate uh, that stream. I don't so. think I'd like to break away from my visit to be like, all right, dude, for the next two hours and be playing PC games. Like that seems kind of rude. Like, hey, man. I'm just saying. 
we could have played together. I suppose. Yeah. That's, you know? that's, yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying right there. That could be yeah. cool. But, uh, yeah. Someday we'll have that and it'll be good. Someday. Someday. Um, yeah. So that's all the good stuff. That's the housekeeping. Um, Justin, how was your week, buddy? My week was good. My family was up. The, I need to think what was what happened. Uh, we've got a busy, uh, a busy string of weeks. Uh, the last week, my family came up from the Quad Cities and visited. It was amazing. My dad, my stepmom, my sister, and uh, we got to show them around and and uh, you know have a had a really great time. I. Have not seen them since uh, January, so it was really good to see them again and, uh, and and get the show. They loved the area. They loved all the stuff that we showed them. So Beth and I always take that as like that's a win. That's it. we got we got another one so far. We're uh, we're batting a thousand. So, nice. Uh, that's that's all right by us. Um, and then you guys are coming up this weekend, and then Hague is actually going to be swinging through on Monday the 8th. So we've just got people, 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 man. Should I tell you, man, you all are, you all are the, the, the glue and the social, (laughs) social security is what I said. The social security. You're the glue and the social security scam that, you know, (laughs) these criminals are running. You pull people in, you keep them there. And I don't know. Do do you have a good time? And maybe you go to jail. I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know. It's grand Rapids. Anything happens. Anything Anything goes, anything happens. Anything happens in grand Rapids. In Grand Rapids. That's it what they say. Rhymes. It almost rhymes. It almost rhymes. Anything happens in Grand Rapids. In Ren- it's in one of those Grand annoying Rapids. not rhymes. You're like, hey, yeah. oh, shit, that doesn't actually rhyme, but it <laughs> tricks your brain into thinking that it does. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then I also found out that I uh, I dislike disc golf players. Ah. Yes. Beth and I were touring a house, and we popped off to a park uh, near near the house to, to call our realtor and, and have a chat with them. And as we were there, we didn't realize that uh, it, a part of the park was used for disc golf, um, the stupidest game ever to be invented in my uh, assessment currently. What, you mean um, not even real-life Quidditch? It's dumber than real-life Quidditch? Which I think they're calling quad ball now to distance themselves from J.K. Rowling. Oh, are they? Yep. Okay, yes. Uh, currently, yes. Uh, <laughs> disc golf is the worst. So we were standing there. What I thought was off the green. Right. I thought like after I noticed that it was I was I thought we were off the grid and I look up and all of a sudden there's this disc head right for us. And I don't Beth thinks that, that it was an erroneous throw. She thinks that it was a, a wild card throw. I think someone was trying to send us a message. I think they were trying to push us off the course. So I tried to move out of the way of the disc should have gone left. I went right. I was standing next to a giant oak tree roots coming out of the ground and I just biffed it and I cut up my arm and cut up my leg and twisted my left ankle. And I was very displeased. And, you know, look, I fell, I, we were standing there. I fell, yada, yada. Not one person on that disc golf course said, Hey man, you okay? That looked like it hurt. Not, not even an acknowledgement. And so from that point forward, I was like, you know what? Disc golf people are dead to me. Fuck them. Fuck them all. So once you know, when I leave Grand Rapids, that disc go, uh, golf course will be like, I'll be like the Joker lighting the pile of money on fire. That place It'll will burn. Smoldering. Yeah. It'll be smoldering. <laughs> Scorched earth politics, my friend. I do. told Beth, I said, here's the one thing that Doug and I are finally going to be able to agree on in the what is a sport debate. Disc golf, not a sport. Not even a cool hobby. Wow. Those are, yeah. those are some dark words from the strand. 
Just saying, Doug, how was your weekend? Uh, it, was, uh, it was pretty good. Um, we're getting our patio redone. so uh, and which, it looks fantastic. Which is great. It's I think we're almost able to get on it like all the time. Um, yeah. Matt, uh, for, is it Fabras? Fabracci? Disc, disco is dead. Disc golf should be. I'm with you. I'm with you, my friend. Although I'll have to say this. I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Disc golf looks somewhat interesting i would be shitty at it i'm not good at throwing for accuracy but you know if you have the desire to play disc golf you should just go to the park and play catch with the frisbee i'd rather that do that personally initiate that need and you're done because what going back to it I, i've seen the there's a disc golf place by right by my yeah. house and there's a playground where natalie goes and um i see people play there's a very distinct group of people that go and they take it very seriously like very they have serious. there's some they're there to play. Um, they've got they do warm up throws. They've got like all their different you know they they have a yeah. driver and a putter and shit oh, like that. Yeah. Like they've got like a whole bag that's yeah. got like uh, like looks like a records like a yes. whole like different discs in there like just lined yeah. up. It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty legit. When we lived in Grand Park or uh, downtown in the South Loop in Grant Park. There were people who would go. You know that giant softball field down yeah. there that like the six softball down or sorry the giant field with like six softball damage where Lala is. There's people who would go there and they would hardcore practice there. You would see them like, like it's almost like they were gonna do discus. Like yeah. they would like warm up and then like they would take their hop and and throw it. And I'm like, relax. Yeah, right. Take yeah. it easy, man. Disc golf for yeah. people with no friends to play catch. <laughs> yes, it is. They're like, oh, I'll see if I can hit us. this thing and I can be cool. Matt gets us. Matt, I'm glad you're here. Welcome. Uh, my weekend was pretty good. We're getting our uh, patio redone. Um, so we've had to stay off it, which was kind of been a pain in the ass with, with Loki and stuff like that. But um, we're dangerously close to being able to use it. And we're, then we're going on vacation. So, you know, there we go. Yeah. Um, but did have something really fun. And I want to bring this up. Um, last night, uh, in process, like we had to get everything off of our old patio. And one of the things we had was a, an umbrella that had, was weighted down by sandbags. And I had to like disassemble this thing, take the sandbags out. And in doing so, I dropped the sandbag because it was really heavy and it busted open at the seams. So we had to go and try to find a way to fix it. So our idea was to use duct tape to do it. So after dinner last night, Jill goes, hey, uh, don't forget, we need to go in the backyard and we need to du duct tape those sandbags. And I was like, whoa, it's a school night. And other people can see us. I think we need to pull it back on that kind of talk. And of course, she started giggling, and you know, we had a good laugh about it. I was like, "That sounds like a euphemism, like a very yeah. sexually aggressive, oh, like yeah. I'm going to go duct tape your sandbags." Like that's right. like, whoa, this is our thirtieth anniversary. She's going to duct tape my sandbags <laughs> up top. You know, I like that. And uh, it's it's for me. It's going to be a euphemism that I keep using. Like, and I'm going to spread oh, yeah. it. You know, I'm, it's going to you know I'm going to put it on Urban Dictionary. I don't know exactly what it means yet. I'm going to spread it so they can get it. You know. Yeah. You know. So if if I need your I help, sandbags. What would duct taping your sandbags be as far as like a sexual move? If you're going to uh, duct tape someone's, because you know we've got things like the rusty uh, trombone and and things yeah, like that. If yeah. you're if you're because the act of duct taping is like you're, you're like pressing and you're trying to hold something together and you're duct taping i'm thinking i don't know is it like is it is it like um kind of like tucking your sack back a little bit maybe taking 
duct taping your sin? Well, it depends who's saying it to who. Like, yeah, is right? it, you know, like, because the first thing I'm thinking is sandbags is are, are boobs, right? So how do you? Oh, duct tape? see, I was thinking they were balls. Like, see, that's a tea bag to me. That's true. Oh, so okay, I didn't even consider. The yeah. breasts and this duct taping to sandbags. I'm just thinking. Uh, I'm gonna flatten them down. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Is, Let's duct tape those I sandbags. Like, I need this flat. Let's go. They're too big. <laughs> or maybe. Or yep. I'm gonna craft a bra out of duct tape. Let's duct tape these sandbags. You know. Let's get you there the you support go. you deserve. Let's get you. This is the support you deserve. Yeah. Jesus. When you slutty. remove the hair. Your male testicles while giving him a blowjob. Like, mm, uh, mm, mm, mm. I oh, like I, you know what? That's also pretty. In case you can hear Justin mumbling that out because he's kind of concerned about where it's going. He says, when you remove the hair from a male's testicles while giving him a blowjob on the toilet. Yeah. The toilet part is one thing. I'm like, does it need to be in the toilet? Uh, yeah. Why does I don't understand if that's integral to the definition. I feel like the, I feel like the location doesn't matter. Maybe a construction site. The hairless blumpkin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That leads to the hairless blumpkin. Like, That's true. Yeah, yeah, this is a two-parter. Duct taping the sandbags is the prerequisite for the hairless blumpkin. They both don't need to be on the toilet, Slotty. <laughs> the toilet's not necessary for any of this. No, it's not. The blumpkin, yes. Not for the duct taping the sandbags. Like, Oh, my God. Um, sp speaking of, I got, a, again, a, a, an aside. Speaking of, uh, I promised him I would I would bring this up, and he said don't, but I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I'm I'm super he, engaged. He didn't say don't, but uh, I think he'll be. He said I'll sue um, you if you do this. My my dad sent uh, he, he sent so we were texting him as they were coming up here, and um, it, this is for us in this show. This is very vanilla, but for him it was mortifying. So he, uh, we were texting him, you know, what's your ETA, this, that, and the other thing. And uh, he sent up, uh, he he meant to send this to his buddy who was asking him. For some reason, they were having a discussion about the phrase jangle junk. <laughs> do you ever, do you, have you ever heard of the phrase jangle junk? Jangle junk. Nope. So he, he sent a screenshot of the Urban Dictionary definition for jangle junk. To my my stepmom, my sister Beth, and me, and <laughs> I just looked up the definition. Is big dangly balls. His <laughs> jangle junk makes his cock look small. <laughs> and so immediately he was like, "Oh no! Oh no! Oh no!" Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Super worried that he offended Beth or that. And I was, we were, I was in tears laughing. You're like, so Dad, you know who I am, right? <laughs> I'm your son. <laughs> just like. So he's like, he goes, you should ask Doug if he knows what jangle junk is. And I, I will. Don't. Yeah. That will. Uh, Mike, thank you. Because apparently this was, you know, submitted by B rent in April 8th, 2004. This is old. This is old news. Yeah. I didn't know what jangle junk meant. The but. thing is, yeah. Like, I'm like, look, my dad continues to teach me things and right. I'm ever, ever grateful for it. You always have to be a continuous learner. That's always what it is. You yeah. know, conscious Absolutely. learner. Absolutely. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just think of the time where for Thanksgiving one year, my mom sent a group text to the family, which is my dad, my brother and I. And she's like, happy Thanksgiving. And she sent like a black fist, you know, a brown fist. She, yeah. and, and my brother was like, yeah, black power. And she's like, what? And we're like, that's a black fist. And she goes, oh, I thought it was a turkey. And she oh, had no. sent that to a lot of her friends. She's like, happy oh, Thanksgiving. And no. it was a brown fist. 
Oh, <laughs> to this day, it's one of my favorite things ever. I just. Oh, Chris <laughs> my my brother's response was all caps. He's like, "Yeah, Black Power," <laughs> and she. I'm sure she was so confused. She was so confused, and then she was mortified because yeah. she realized what she had been sending to people. <laughs> I thought it was a turkey. I well, there you go. So look, some people's turkeys. It's another people's, like you know, movement. You know, yeah. <laughs> gobble gobble, motherfucker. Gobble, um, gobble. <laughs> So anyway, uh, duct tape the sandbags. Um, so uh, I want to st- one of the topics I want to talk about because um, it's it's been really you know it's been really ripping the hairs out of my balls, if you will. Um, there you go. You're, uh, you've been ripping the hairs out of your jangle junks. Uh, my jangle junks uh, is the Andor trailer came out just yesterday, and if you're not yes. familiar, Andor refers to uh, Tim Andor who works at the Space Home Depot in the Star Wars uh-huh. universe, which I have to commend Disney. They found this partnership with Home Depot, and they're building a Star Wars series around it. So that's where I will give them credit, because it's, I think that's creative. It's com- it's creative. You know, like people say Hollywood doesn't have any new ideas, and this is, this is a way to prove them wrong. This yeah. is really, really... And you know, not only is it creative, it's wonderful... Um, to give back to a brand that has given so much to all of us. I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah. The lumber. Right. The, uh, I mean, for me, the Traeger, like s- smoker pellets that I get over there. I mean, come on. I mean, the shovels that I've gotten. <laughs> I got my battery powered snowblower, lawnmower, and weed trimmer from there. Do you know how much money I've saved over the long term with the way gas prices are? Right. Fucking killed Thanks. it. Thanks. Thanks to Home Depot. Thanks, Home Depot. That's Thank it. you. Yeah. So this, this new episode Disney brought policy. to you by Home Depot. <laughs> uh, no, this show is about uh, if you remember, I don't know, the character from Rogue One, uh, the guy that's like, hello, I am Andor. We are rebels now. Um, I think that was a perfect. Spot on. Yeah, spot on. Spot um, on. This is it's what this is, is I'm just going to sum it up. It's a prequel prequel show. To a prequel movie. <laughs> and I when couldn't you, think of anything more unnecessary than this goddamn show. Said that, I was like, my God. Because I knew what it was and what story it was following. But when you put it in those terms for the first time, I was like, that is the best and also worst description. Like, it just, it made me so angry. And like I told Beth, asked, she goes, what are you guys talking about tonight? And they go... We're talking about the Andor, which is a prequel show to a prequel movie. And she's like, oh, my God, people really are running out of ideas. <laughs> I was like, yes, they are. And it's the most yes. egregious thing because this is Star Wars. We have yeah. there are endless opportunities to tell stories. If we right. look at the animated shorts that came out last year that were on Netflix, that were Star Wars shorts. I mean, that by itself, the the extended universe like there's so much to explore, and they're like, you know what we need? We right. need to figure out how this guy <laughs> really started the rebellion with these other people, right? And my beef with this, as it is with most prequels, is all the tension from the show is just gone. Like I know Tim Andor will make it through, so that he can get into Rogue One, and then he'll die at the end of that movie. Spoiler alert! Like, uh. Bill Skarsgård is, you know, 
there. And will he survive? I don't know. I also don't care because you know what will happen? The rebellion will start. Whatever. Stellar skateboard. You're right. Thank thank you. Um, You know, will he, you know, will he survive? I don't know. I don't care because what's going to happen is the rebellion will start and it will go into rogue one. And it will continue on into episode four of Star Wars. Like, I don't, I felt the same way about Obi-Wan, where I'm like, listen, Obi-Wan's going to live. Darth Vader's going to live. Leia's going to live. Luke is going to live. Uncle Owen is going to live. Like, I'm like, oh no. For now. They captured Leia. What's going to happen? Oh no. Reva's going after Luke. Is Luke going to make it out? There's a fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. What's going to happen? They're both going to live. That's what's going to fucking happen. Like well, I In just- a previous episode, we talked about how when Reva was bringing, uh, she, was, she was carrying Luke's body back to the farm, and they were trying to build this tension-filled moment of, is Luke alive? Did she murder him? And I'm like, do they... Do they all forget that we watched the movie? Like we know, we know how this goes down. Yeah, we know what's going to happen here. Like yeah. it's, it's it's the same thing with this. Like it. Lo- listen, the show. I I was like, is this a movie or a show? It looks phenomenal. Like cinematically, than any of the other uh, Star Wars shows thus far, Mandalorian included. Mandalorian has has some great special effects. Obi Wan. It was all right. Boba Fett was just a train wreck with special effects. This looks incredible. It yeah. looks beautiful. Yeah. It looks like Rogue One. I mean, it looks great. phenomenal. It looks excellent. I'm sure the acting will be great. And this has always been my issue is just the story. Like the right. story to me will be absolutely meaningless because I don't give a shit how the rebellion started. Right. We know the empire is imposing on people. And people decide to rise up against the Empire and fight back. We knew that in Episode 4, A New Hope, the very first Star Wars movie that ever existed. A band of rebels gets together to fight the Empire. I don't need to know the ins and outs of how that happened. I swear to God, if it's about trade routes or fucking trade disputes or... It's not. That's just me being a dick. But I know. I just... I just... I I don't know. I just get so... I get frustrated with this because I'm like, you have this giant piece of intellectual property in your stable it's a cash cow and you are choosing in my opinion the safest and the dumbest possibilities to expand upon you spent god knows how much money on this show and it looks phenomenal i just don't care i don't care about anything that happens in the story because i know how it ends i know exactly how it ends the rebels are going to get the show on the road saul guerrera is there guess what He's going to do some terrorist shit and we know he'll make it to Rogue One where he'll meet his end there. Spoiler alert. Like, it's just like, it, it was like, hey, check out this reveal. Saul Greer's back. I'm like, okay. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Okie dokie. Like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like it was more or less just saying, hey, guess what? We got Forrest Whitaker again. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. I, I don't know that that revealed to me. It was like, okay, congrats. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll learn more about what sort of terrorist shit this guy's got going on. You know, like, I think the the thing that we talked about off mic that that it was Rogue One was such a unique movie because it was one of the few prequels that we that you and I have talked about that we that either of us can really remember one of the very few prequels that worked because it didn't 
at least in my mind, it did like you knew, sure, you knew the information was going to get up to Leia. Leia was going to take it. Like you, you knew where that side of it went, but you, the stakes for the characters were very real because you've never met these characters before and it didn't follow any character. Well, save for maybe a few, but it didn't follow really any characters that you had any knowledge about. So the stake, you didn't know which way it was going to go for these characters. Are they going to make it out of this alive? Is one of them going to make it out of they both get like, no, no clue how it was going to play out. So in that way, in that, in that capacity, I think it was a, a rare prequel that worked. They figured out a way to make it interesting. And then they took it and they, <laughs> they, they put it right back into the pit that every, uh, the Sarlacc pit that every other star, uh, every other prequel falls into with this show is like, not, you're, Okay, you're going to introduce some new characters, but we know the main character who this follows is fine. So again, yep. it doesn't matter. All these ancillary characters, they don't matter because even if they survive, they're not in the movie. So we don't give a shit about them. Yeah. So it sucks because you're like, guys, you had it. You had it with Rogue One. Leave it alone. You I'd, don't need to do this. I'd also argue Rogue One was so great because it was the first time we didn't focus on the Jedi. Yes. It was yes. a bunch of rebels doing rebel shit, and it was very interesting. I was that yeah. was first of all the teaser for that movie was phenomenal. It was incredible, and I was excited because I'm like, holy shit, this isn't focused on Jedi, and I'm interested. I'm very yep. interested what's going to happen. <clears throat> and obviously, the Darth Vader sequence they had at the end of that film was tremendous. Absolutely, yeah, it was very cool. Jaw dropping. Um, but yeah, it was great. They also did a wonderful retcon to fix, you know, the whole exhaust pipe shit from episode four. Everyone was like, Jesus Christ, why did anyone in an engineering department build uh, some sort of vulnerability? It turns out someone on the inside did it to fuck over the empire. Like, what a great creative way to go back and sort of retcon that. And they're like, yeah, but what if we figured out more about those guys and how they got into Rogue One? It's like, we don't need to know that, man. <laughs> We don't. We yeah. know the because all I see from the trails like the Empire's doing shady shit. Of course. They're being oppressive. Of course they are. These people have had it up to here. They're gonna fight back. Of course they are. Like right. it's just right. I don't I don't need to I don't need I personally don't need to again when I say this stuff, I understand some people are jazzed about it. And I'm excited for them. I hope they enjoy it. I will probably watch some of it. I don't know if I'll watch all of it. But I just I don't have I don't have I have barely any interest in this show at all. It's just it seems like a yeah. wasted effort when you could be doing so much else with this property. I just I like to your point about like <clears throat> we don't need to go back and see how, you know, X, Y and Z started. Like all we need to know is is we drop into four. These people are here and shit's going down. <clears throat> There's something fun in a story. Sometimes it's nice to know the backstory and you can learn that through either flashbacks or exposition in that in the in the original movie uh depending on what movie it is but sometimes it's nice to just catch up just just jump into the action and, and just play catch up like okay what do we know we know that these these people are rebels and they're fighting an empire let's rock and roll let's just do it. you don't always need to go back it's the whole midichlorian thing you don't yeah. need to go back and explain it just let the force exist. You don't need to explain why. That's a phenomenal point. Like we learn, like people talk about like that opening scene in Star Wars, A New Hope so much because you learn so much visually. 
from you know the size of the rebel ship versus the star destroyer like the just the, there's so much symbolism that goes on from that and you yeah. learn real quick just because of it's good storytelling it's like okay these guys are bad these rebels are good they're fighting against this overarch like it's a simplistic thing that we could just hop on board and get to know and then when you sort of dive into the minutiae of it all it's like i i, I just don't care i don't need to know That's all the details that led up to this happening i don't yeah. need to i thought we got a lot more of that in rogue one which was satisfying you got to see them actually oppressing a planet you right. saw them like getting all those kyber crystals and just and because of that saul is you know enacting terrorist attacks on them guerrilla warfare it, it that to me i thought was perfect i'm like because we didn't really get to see the empire ever really oppressing anybody up to that right. point in time and and now it's like yeah, but how do these guys become the rebellion? It's like just chill it, okay, cool it. We don't need right. this. We really don't do anything else. Let's try anything else. Let's see what happens. So I don't know. Check out the trailer. I think the trailer is good. We tell us yeah. what you think in the comments. Do you, are you excited for it? Do you think it's gonna do well? Do you want to see anything else? Are you you know if you're pumped for this, why? I'd love to know. And I'm not here to shit on you. I just I would love to understand someone else's perspective. Maybe you'll flip a switch in my head. I don't know. Let us know. Yeah. You beautiful people. The conversation's open. Conversation's open. Which You've got many ways to get to us. Right. You can get to us on all our yeah. social medias at MindGetPodcast, or you can email us, MindGetPodcast at gmail.com. Other interesting. Live stream. Yeah, check the live stream. Chat with us live like Matt, Matt Frabracci, who's like, the next prequel is watching Annie swim in his dad's balls. Yeah, but who's his dad, right? It was the force. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. We could watch the force. Immaculate conception. Watch the force, you know, get its sandbags duct taped. Yep, absolutely. I'm down for that. Um, something else that I saw that was, uh, you know, uh, in an article on GQ by Jack King was uh, mentioning how the directors, the Duffer Bros, are retroactively editing Stranger Things. Um, they're going back and changing. They went back and changed something in it, um, it which seems innocuous, right? I think the whole thing was that they fucked up the character Will's birthday in right. season one. Episode, Go for it. Yeah. I think you know the backstory better than I do. Tell everybody what no, it is. So season two, episode eight, uh, when Joyce is interrogating, when Will's got the mind flare at him, Joyce is interrogating him in the shed in the back, and she's, or not interrogating him, she's trying to get him to remember, and she's like, your birthday is March 22nd. We did this, that, and the other thing, trying to elicit memories. And then, uh, you know, in season four, I think it's episode two, they, uh, when when Eleven is getting um, bullied at the rink, someone's videotaping it, and the date stamp at the bottom is March 22nd. And all the fans were up in a tizzy because they're like, you forgot Will's birthday. You forgot Will's birthday. Wow, how could it's so sad? He's a tragic character, and now no one celebrates his day of birth. And so the Duffers were like, well, we don't want our fans to be sad, so we can fix this. And that's what led to this whole kerfuffle. Uh, I've just been informed, this is why we love to do this live, that uh, Slotty said, I saw that was actually fake. That what was actually, fake? That the, them retroactively editing this is fake. I mean... I haven't. I I I meant to go back to season two, episode eight, and double check to see if they had. I'm sure we could figure it out real quick. Do we want to pull it up and watch it? Apparently, they said uh, this is from the website Miss Bar. Stranger Things writers deny rumor of retroactive editing. 
So well, so they said there there have been other things that they said that potentially could have been edited. Mm-hmm. This one they very publicly spoke about on multiple. Inter- I've watched multiple interviews where they said that we might go back and in in they would change episode season two episode eight. They would make uh, Joy say May instead of March because the uh, the date in season four is very interesting. It is set up very interesting. Like there's no way that they could change it in the new season. So they would have to go back to season two, but I don't know. Yeah. They, they've talked about, they've talked very publicly about doing this. So I, I don't know. They, they, they can't deny it. <laughs> Quick Snopes that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So they admit to George Lucasing the past, which I don't understand how that's different. Yeah, because I think another thing they were talking about was I think it was a rumor that because um, I did hear this other aspect of it, which was that Jonathan Byers was sort of like stalking Nancy in the first season, like peeping outside of her window, taking photos. I think some people were like, hey, are you going to go back and fix that? you know, sort of situation. Supposedly yeah. they fixed the birthday thing. I think, I think that's yeah. true. That, that's, that's what I understand, but I have not gone and independently verified that. Yes. Um, let's see here. Yeah. That part I don't think is true, but I do think that they, um, they did, um, they did change the, the birthday situation on it. So maybe get the fact that we need to roll a 16, 16- <laughs> for their fireball to hit <laughs> Matt fucking love you dude glad you're here that's very funny go back and be like oh we didn't roll high enough on that one that fireball did not hit that was bad 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 that's so good um it's funny you would think that someone stranger things set to re-edit Will Byers birthday scene there's so much hype around them prepping to do this it mm-hmm. is kind of odd that there's no i don't see any articles uh that like s- just straight up say whether or not it has been done that's very interesting well i think the the overall concept of this is what's interesting you know yes the, let's the, yeah let's let's we'll, move past that we'll zoom thing. out there real quick yeah. but i do want to get credit where credit's due if it, if they didn't fucking do it they didn't fucking do it or whatever because i think the nancy yeah. wheeler and, and and jonathan thing is I think someone made a good argument because the people are like, man, this is really creepy. How are we supposed to be rooting for this guy? And I think they're like, hey, listen, characters are flawed. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt's like, you don't need to roll for fireball. <laughs> it's true. It's a dexterity safe. It's a, that's what it is. Because you roll, like you roll damage and either you take full damage or you take half damage based on whether or not you make the dex safe. So that's true. You don't roll right. for fireball. <laughs> Fucking Matt, I love you, dude. I was, I was gonna say, I'm glad he said it because I yeah. was gonna say it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't want you know. You, you say enough D and D stuff. I don't need to have I, you. Preach yeah, I don't want to. I look. I want to get off my high horse on that. Right. Um, yeah. I think. I think what the the what's interesting about this is uh, this article in GQ mentions that a lot of video games these days are released and then there are patches right to fix things yes. that are not functional, which is a debate unto itself. I know EA games in particular get shit for basically selling $60 games that are not finished, that have ridiculous patches day one and whatever. But that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is like back in the old days, like when you and I used to play games, the game yeah. shipped and that was it. If there were bugs, yeah. tough titties. Like you, <laughs> it's it, it. 
If there were game-breaking bugs, that sucks. If there were glitches that helped you win the game, so be it. You either took advantage of it or you didn't. Like, that's how it was. Now, Bouncing in Halo 2. Right? Yeah. Now yeah. people can, you know, the, the companies can go back and they can patch stuff. And so I think the idea of having something, having created a, a film or a TV show or things like that, um, I think that, if people do have the ability to go back, see, I don't think it would be that easy to do that personally. I think that would be a giant pain in the ass, but we also did see that, you know, Dr. Strange was at the end of WandaVision, you know, they threw him in there, right. You know, with yeah. that shadow. So I guess it's not that difficult. I, I just don't understand, you know, what really, cause when I edit shit and I have to re-export it, I'm like, fuck, you know, it's, it's <laughs> a huge pain in the ass to do that. So I, I but I'm not an expert in that field. So, but if, if creators do pull what Slotty called the George Lucasing, right, where they re-release mm -hmm. things like Star Wars and they add or change things and it affects the overall outcome, should artists and creators have the freedom to do that? <clears throat> it's, a, it's an interesting dilemma because part of me wants to argue that it's the art, like it's the Duffer's creation. If they want to go in and tweak afterwards, that who's to say they can't? Like yeah. that's still part of their. It's part of the art. Like it's their show. You know, if a painter wanted to go in and touch up a spot on a painting, should he be allowed to do that? Like, like at what point does does you know, where where do the rules get put into place? You know, that's um, a great question because I think there's an argument to be made that at some point. The artist doesn't own their art anymore. It's a collective ownership. That's interesting. To the point where I think that's why George Lucas got so much shit for the stuff that he added to Star Wars. Because right. at that point, when he did that, people were like, hey, man, like we all own this now. And for him to be right. like, oh, this by the way, uh, Han didn't shoot first. People were like, what the fuck? Are like, it, it gave <laughs> to this day. It makes people angry, myself included, to be like, because yeah. it doesn't make sense why he would adjust that. He'd be like, hey, right. by the way, <laughs> he just this guy's just a bad shot at point blank range. It makes Han so less so less cool because he did right. that. So I think at some point, I think South Park had the same thing about this. They made fun of this in, in an episode back then, too, where you're like, you, you don't get to do this anymore. Like, this isn't your right. thing. This is something that belongs to all of us at this point in time. Same thing like with a piece of art, right? If the Mona Lisa has been up there for as long as it has. And for some reason, Da Vinci comes back and is like, Oh wait, uh, I have an idea. We're going to put uh, some of freckles over here and we're going to change her hair to blonde. People be like, Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Chill out. That's not the Mona Lisa right. anymore. Like we're shipathesiusing this kind of to some degree, like we're adjusting this. And you know, it's at some point, you know, I, I don't know for me, maybe it's a time, a certain amount of time that it's out there. And you know, Stuff, stuff. I think at that point comes becomes a collective piece of the world. I don't know. That's a kind of a weird way to put it. I, I understand what you're saying. JF Potty Plant says that artists revised masterpieces. All artists revised masterpieces. Paintings were painted over for centuries. Hashtag just saying. And Matt says it makes the study of art very hard if everyone keeps updating to fit with the social norms. Can't learn anything from uh, anything as there is no trail. That's a good point too, right? Mm -hmm. I mean. If we go back and watch some comedies from the 90s. Yeah. Look, I'm sure there are things that certain artists would love to go ahead and just record over. You know, yeah. pop the VHS in there, hit record, and just record right over it. Now, listen, I'm not excusing 
any bad behavior, but I do think there needs to be some consideration for the time. Like what was allowed at the time? Like there, <laughs> so, I mean, it's, yeah. People you should look at something in the 90s and be like, look at this. Look at Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura does not age well in a lot of ways. Ooh. It really Ugh. does not age well. If you were to show that today at a college, I'm sure there would be some problems. Um, Needless to say. Sheer lack of understanding of trans people and uh, yeah. villainizing them. I mean, the way they treat gay people in that film is not oh, yeah. good. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff. Not okay. That was very normal in the nineties. That was that type of humor was 100% on brand. Like people were right. like, yes, like that was totally cool. Um, so I, I think there does need to be some sort of, uh, you know, I I'm with Matt on that one in that, Hey, listen, it is what it is, right? Like at the time, as long as it was made in earnest, even if it's wrong, right, it was made in earnest. Like this is, this is what, culturally we are allowing i think we need to have it stand up so we can look back and be like yeah that wasn't cool <laughs> right well it to, along those veins like in bill burr's latest stand-up have you had a chance to watch mm -hmm. that yet yeah he's got the great the great bit where he's talking about how people were trying to cancel john wayne a few years ago <laughs> and he's like oh you mean to tell me that a guy born in the 1900s said some shit in a titty magazine in the 70s that you don't agree with in 2020 like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no shit. You don't agree with it. And it was, you know, again, not excusing what he said, but you have to take it in context. Like this is a guy who was born in a very different era saying something in a periodical from a di very different era that it, it, the context around it, it makes sense. So yeah, I, I don't think, but again, it's interesting that we have that if they were able to go back and edit that, that playboy article, you know, I like, I I think I do I do agree that things I do think certain things need to be left alone. If there's some I don't know, but and so now we take all of that and we go back to the duffers and say, is it really hurting anything if they go back and put the word May in in her mouth out instead of March? Like, is that is that is there a line that where it's okay? Like, is there a line that can be crossed? Like that seems pretty. Nothing. I think know? it's it's the idea of there's the idea of like there's a potential slippery slope here, right? Sure. If a bunch of douchebag nerds are being like, well, technically you got the birthday wrong. I think they should change this and blah blah, and they do it, right? Right. And they change it, then that kind of gives these douchebag gives nerds them, some power, right? Right. They're like, well, fans a lot of power, right? Yeah. So, and at the same time, it's an easy fix, right? That's something right. you can real quick go back and just adjust. It's no big deal. Like you, that's a quick fix to, to fix continuity, you know? And, yeah. and so that's fine. But also I get really pissed off with people who get nitpicky over continuity errors. Like I yeah. understand from an editing perspective, like continuity falls like third or fourth on the list for how you edit, right? Like that, that is going to happen. And I get, now there's some things where you're like, whoa, that's egregious. There was not a script supervisor there paying attention. Right. And we totally fucked that up. Like if it's if it's so bad that it's a plot hole, then yeah, we've got a problem. But if it's like, well, the light's on and then it's off and then it's on again. It's like, fuck you. Like that's right. whatever. Like it's <clears throat> if it's glaring like, hey, this shot's daytime. This shot's nighttime. This shot's daytime. We could be like, OK, there was some production problems there and you had to use what you had. So probably yeah. should have shot one for safety there, I would think. But, uh, you know, um, 
But I get, I get really annoyed. Like that is something I wouldn't even have fucking remembered. I had no, no idea it was I even a thing. Either. You yeah. know, I was like, "Damn, wait, is it Will's birthday technically?" And in March or May, I don't even remember what you said. That that that's how little it means to me. I don't even know what the right date is. <laughs> I would say I I am in the camp. <clears throat> all said and done, I am in the camp of letting it alone. Don't change it because, again, you're you, two two reasons. One, you put it out there. That's what you put out there. Let it sit. Um, you know, a, a JF Potty Plant actually sums this up perfectly. Every time you edit it, it loses something. Small flaws make it what it is. Yeah. So you put it out there. Also. Yeah, take the time to get it right the first time. <laughs> like you don't get to go back and edit it. How about that? Yeah. If you put a movie out in the theater, you know, and there is a giant continuity error, it's out in the theater. It's not like you can go patch movies that are in the theater. I so say if you just, put it on the movie, there's a giant cock. I was just like, right. what? yeah. If you splice in like Brad Pitt in uh, Fight Club, if you splice <laughs> in giant dongers in there, yeah, uh, then the the giant dongers live. Sorry, That's man. all it is. That's where yeah. it is. <clears throat> no, I would I I just because the streaming services make it uh possible to do to go in and patch things. I didn't realize that this was so prevalent in the video game realm until I read that article that you sent. <clears throat> and so because this is new for for film heads, like for for film buffs, this is a new this is a brand new world for us, but video game people have been dealing with this for years and I'm sure there are some deep rooted uh, feelings and thoughts and opinions on on this. So it's it's new. It, this is a brand new uh, area to traverse in my mind and try to make an opinion on. But I think right now I am of the opinion that just because the service allows you to do it doesn't mean you should. I think you let it, what you put out is what you put out. Let it ride, you know? I think that's a good point. And I also think that it's a case-by-case -case basis. Or lean into it yeah. and just say, guess what? Yeah, people forgot Will's birthday. He's a tragic character. Yeah. Nobody cares. Why do you think he's crying so much in the race right. the season? The Bingo. guy, nobody cares about him. Um, <laughs> Matt goes, woo, No Man's Sky. That game was a train wreck. Absolute disaster when it was released. And somehow through updates, it's come back and people really like it now. But that's a perfect example of a game that was just yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, yeah, I look at it as like, listen, I don't want to say straight up yes or straight up no, like right. across the board. I'm not a Sith. I don't deal in absolutes. But um, I think that um, in general, I, I buy, you know, because again, I'm also someone like I, I, I like someone who bucks tradition and finds a new way to do things, even if it's a bit uncomfortable, if it makes sense, then let's do it. But again, sure. when it comes to this stuff, it really needs to make sense. And it shouldn't be, you know... Oh, we can always, instead of like edit and post, ah, oh, we can edit and post post, you know? Right. <laughs> we can patch it. Yeah, we can patch it because that's actually a common argument with people with these games. You're like, you're making <clears throat> us pay this much money. It's not fucking done. Or you're, right. you're, you're launching DLC the day that it launches. It's already, you, just give us that content. It's ready. It's right. there. Just give it to us. So it's the idea that you're making people pay for a game that's not finished yet. It right. leaves a bad taste in your mouth, and that has become the norm. So I think there's some concern that this would become the norm. We're like, ah, if we fuck up, we can always just go back and change it. Oh, if people don't like it, we can always just go back and delete that scene. We've seen that on Disney Plus stuff, right? They've gone back oh, and yeah. edited some of the things, like some of the violence and whatever. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Right. Like, you can't do that. Like, don't do that shit. <clears throat> yeah, I think if it gets to the point where they're where they're using it, because it sounds like some video game producers – 
<clears throat> some video game companies are are using this be, to be lazy. They yeah. they just want to they want to they want to get these things out. They want to churn them out, and we don't have time to make sure it's perfect. Let's just get the fucking thing out so we can get the next title out. And just it, it seems like they're it's a, 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 a they're speeding up the assembly line, and they're saying we can fix it later. If that is the case, and that's where the movie industry could go, then I'm very much against that. I say take the time to get it right and then put it out when it's ready. Uh, Matt says early access games are doing his head. And if you're not familiar with that, Steam, there's like partnerships with developers where they do early access where they basically you can kind of get in early on in the development stage and you can play. You just knowing that there's going to be bugs and it's not finished yet. And specifically, he said Baldur's Gate 3. I'm frothing for about two years in early access. I'm just dot, dot, dot. I fell for that because Baldur's Gate three is developed by a company um i think it's laren studios they did divinity original sin 2 which was one of my favorite games of all time and i'm like oh shit this is essentially a dungeons and dragons game that they're building i bought okay. it like way early on and they said this isn't this is a game that does not need to be an early access early access game is usually reserved for indie games to basically okay. help people help them fund while they're still developing the game this is sure. a game i bought for 60 dollars two years ago right they're still developing the game. This is absurd. And I, and I played it and it was buggy as shit because yeah. it wasn't ready yet. And I was like, I'll just wait. And I haven't played it since. I played it at the very beginning and it's like, because they, they're constantly like adding all of this shit. I'm like, yeah, I think I just want to play the finished game because right. I don't want to test it. I don't want to see how it goes. In my opinion, it was barely playable. And the beginning, I actually, Jesus. I streamed it, streamed it for one session, and it was it was glitchy as fuck. It was not. You good. paid sixty bucks for that. That's yeah. That's now, nonsense. And I'll, yeah. when it's all said and done, I'll own it, and I'll have it. Sure. I'll have it when it's fully completed. But there's no excuse to have a game of that caliber, like go from where it was when they were like, "Here you go. Here's the pre. Here we're basically just barely out of alpha." Yeah. And you guys can help us play all the way through it. And it's like, I mean, some people probably enjoy that. You know, some people enjoy that. But make that a closed beta <laughs> right? for a prolonged period of time and have people test that shit. Like, I don't know. To me, that that just seems, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I, I kind of all over the board on it. But I'm with you, Matt. <laughs> Bring it up Baldur's Gate 3. I'm like, ha ha, I fell for it. <laughs> Haven't touched it since. So, yeah. Yeah, I think long story short, um, we'll see where the stuff goes. I, I hope it doesn't become the norm with editing stuff that's already been released. But at the same was, time, yeah. I'm open to a situation where it makes sense. I didn't realize, again, that it was the thing that you could do. I didn't realize Netflix allowed patching. We're just going to call it patching. But yeah. uh, I didn't realize they allowed that. I feel like the Duffers making note of that kind of blew the... The lid open on. I don't know if I don't know how I don't know how much Netflix wanted people to know that yeah. they were able to do this. You know, and I feel like the Duffer is saying this is just like, oh, yeah, that's by the way, that's a thing we can do. Yeah, we can do what that. they did say is that other they never. Uh, I think they said they did patch something very very small on opening opening weekend, mm -hmm. and they said. Netflix allows people to patch, but never before on opening weekend. So they were the first ones to do that right up front. Um, and I think that was, again, in my mind, I'm like, I don't know how common knowledge mm -hmm. that, that capability was. So and now, now, know. now that we have it, again, all the fucking nerdy fans, you know, and when we said, don't get us wrong, 
we're nerds, but when we talk about nerdy fans, uh, you know, just to kind of reestablish what we're talking about, we're talking about the throat beards. We're talking about the, the ones who just make no sense, uh, with their existence. Uh, they are going to be clamoring for this stuff to happen. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. For sure. Uh, how long's your thing? Do we have time for another topic? Or do we need to no, I think it? it's we're going to need to dedicate some time to this. Got it. Okay. Um, there's the intro. Hey, we're moving on to the segment part of the show. We haven't done this in a couple weeks. I'm very excited. Uh, welcome to another segment of Anime Out of Context. This is the part. I saw the title of it. This is the part where... Uh, <laughs> Basically, we take scenes out of anime and uh, we uh, do a cold read of it. Uh, and most of them, I put together the scenes. Uh, we did have a fan submitted one by Slotty. Thank you, sir, for doing that. This one is another one cultivated by me. Um, and it comes from an anime that I did not enjoy. Uh, it's currently on Netflix. It's called Bastard with two exclamation points. Um, and uh, just so you know, there's going to be a lot of these from Bastard because in watching the 13 episodes that currently exist on there, I found a lot of moments where I'm like, this would be a great, great, oh, great so anime great. out of context. Uh, and Justin, I pared this down. Okay. Jesus I cut Christ. some stuff out for this. Um, Woo, so wee. you're going to be playing two characters, Justin. Okay. You're going to be playing Yoko, who is a late teen girl, daughter of Gio Noto Soto. <clears throat> She has the ability to summon an evil wizard with a kiss. All right. Um, you think of her as sort of like steadfast, you know, she's, these are my notes for use as we go to this. Yeah. So you can think of how to play them, right? Like she, uh, she's not really a wimp or anything like that. She, she, she knows she has, to, she has a duty to do and things like that, but she, she's very big on, you know, like, uh, she's, she's, she's a strong female, you know? And the other one is uh, Dark Schneider. And uh, Dark Schneider, the names in this are one of the reasons why I'm like taking notes on what to pick. All right. Uh, Dark Schneider is an extremely powerful and equally arrogant dark wizard who wants to conquer the world. So with that in mind, Justin, uh, this comes from episode, season one, episode two, entitled Rampage. Um, let's go with this scene. Here we go. A large group of advisors and soldiers huddle together in the throne room of a castle, afraid, as large explosions can be heard nearby. Yoko, we need Dark Schneider. Wizards like him are adept at using spells that can best other magic users and monsters. Dark Schneider is our only hope for winning here, which is why we need you to do your part and awaken him. Excuse me? What about retaining my purity? Don't I have a say in this? It's a, it's a kiss. Quit overreacting. Are you really going to talk to your own daughter that way? Loud thudding and crashing sounds can be heard. They are getting closer. The soldiers and advisors whimper in fear. So, this is my life. Well, I really don't have a choice, do I? Yoko turns to an 11-year-old boy, Lucian, who is looking at her confused. Your face just got super red, Yoko! Yeah, so... Using this spell takes a lot of concentration, all right? Just shut your mouth and sit quietly. Okay! I, I, uh, have a favor to ask. Could you maybe close your eyes, please, just for a minute? 
Sure, if you want. <laughs> Except, <laughs> Except this. In the name of Inomara, our beloved goddess of beauty, please break now this seal. Yoko leans forward and kisses an 11-year-old boy on the lips. Gross. Dark magic surrounds the two. Smoke and wind fill the chamber. Something is happening. Is she using tongue? We hope not, but who can tell? The smoke clears and a tall, muscular man stands before everyone, buck-fucking-nude. His muscles ripple and long, white hair flows in the wind. Wait, why is there wind here? It appears the boy has transformed. I have returned! <laughs> amazing, amazing. We're yes. so grateful to have you back with us, Dark Schneider. Our kingdom is on the brink of crisis, and we need your help. We'll give you anything you want in return, so go and use your magic to annihilate the enemy. Hurry! Uh, I think I'll pass. What? What did you say? You bastard! That's the name of the show. I'm a minister, so you have to listen to me. Who do you think you are, huh? Such an ungrateful swine. I said I would give you whatever you wanted, so tell me what your price is. You really want to know what I want? Listen up, you geezers. I want everyone on this planet to bow down to me, and that's not all. Hey, great priest, I want your head on a platter. Don't just stand there. Guards, capture that man. Several soldiers charge Dark Schneider. Dark Schneider's eyes grow wide with anger. Guns in roses! Dark Schneider raises his hand as he speaks, and the room fills with flames as soldiers scream. Gio Noto Soto, 15 years ago, you were one of the five knights who got in my way just as I was about to conquer the world. Not to mention, you're also one who sealed me away after I was reborn. Well then, great priest, now we're here face to face. Looks like it's payback time. It's been a long time, hasn't it, Dark Schneider? You're starting to show your age. I'm sure you've enjoyed your life so far, and if you haven't, too bad. It's time to die! The room grows dark as Dark Schneider begins to cast a spell. Slayer! Slayer! Balmore! Oh, lightning of the dark darkness! That spell he's using. It's a lightning spell. Die, old man. Alal Namu Rabin. Oh, spirit, I ask you to be my shield. Striper! Ball vault. Lightning shoots from Dark Schneider's hands, striking where Geo stands. As the smoke clears, Geo is surrounded by a white sphere. Huh? God protects all his children who faithfully serve him which means your dark magic is ineffective against me. Ugh, an anti-magic shield, huh? Your spells are useless. They won't be able to break this barrier. Then your spells can't go through it either, you idiot. You consider it works both ways? I guess that means we'll have to switch to hand-to-hand -hand combat, as I recall. Not only am I a priest, I'm a warrior monk! I'm highly skilled, level 120 in the art of the Holy Steel Fist. Surrender. Not even someone like the great Dark Schneider can keep using spells without some sort of catalyst. Plus, I have this barrier, remember? Stop lecturing me, you old man. Dark Schneider slashes his wrists, spilling blood onto the ground. I once heard that something about there being a golem hidden deep underground below... Below meta 
Licana Castle. It's the same exact one I used. The the Metallica Castle. It's the same exact one I used in the war 15 years ago. Oh no! He's opening the magical channel to the golem. Mortal, mortal. <laughs> delu, delu, fast. Oh, my loyal servant. Heed my call. Your master asks you to serve him once more. Hey, he must be stopped. He cannot, we cannot let him cast that spell. It's far too late for that. This spell has been cast. Now awaken, Gollum. Rise from your prison and come to me, my servant. Do my bidding. Use your power to destroy anything that dares stand in my way. Red runes form beneath Dark Schneider's feet and the room grows red. The ground trembles as a gigantic stone creature punches through the floor and stands at Dark Schneider's side. What do you think, Geo? You may be able to block my magic with that barrier, but you can't block my golem's kick. And its kick weighs a million tons, so good luck trying to survive it. It's over for you now, great priest. Time to meet your maker. A wall to the castle explodes as a five-headed hydra crashes through. On top On top stands a man. You were in the castle like I knew you'd be. Hmm. So it's you, huh? You're the wizard who supposedly defeated Osborne. Why don't you prove it by showing me just how powerful you really are? I am the great, powerful Kevidubu. I am a disciple of the almighty wizard Kal Su of the Dark Rebel Army, and I've been destined to conquer the world. Behold your future ruler. The Dark Rebel Army is a force to be reckoned with. Allow me to show you. If you're expecting an easy fight, then you should run. Dark Schneider looks down at uh, two of his fingers. There's the tiniest amount of blood. That hurts. You're going to pay for that, pig face. Pig face? Look, the debris from your stupid interest cost me to bleed. The loser like you has absolutely no right to threaten a dashing young hero like me. I'll kill you for that. So get your ass down here right now. I'll show you a, a force to be reckoned with. Let's go, fish lips. Kevin Dubu looks visibly shaken. Uh, I don't have fish lips. What? And the same. Fuck is the show? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Just telling you, Oof. there's a lot more to come from this show. Oh, I can't wait a lot more to come from this show Uh, i'm hoping that whatever slotty just posted in it's a clip it's a clip from you uh from you is it the clip that we just did it's a clip from what we just did oh fantastic (laughs) i gotta Um, open that up and save it for later yeah i gotta i gotta pause it and his kick weighs a million tons (laughs) oh sorry it's a clip yeah got it I thought it was a clip from the show. It's a clip of us. Yes. I understand. Yes. Got it. Never mind. Yeah. I don't um, this show is batshit. And I, again, remember, I think I told you in pre-production that I was upset because I wanted you to say all the insane stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I had you say a lot of it, but I had to say some of it, which also was fun to have you listen to and, and respond to. I, uh, yeah. as you're like, oh my God, I'm a hundred eleven, hundred and twenty. You know, level <laughs> ultimate steel fist fighter, you Damn, know? It's the exposition. Like, <laughs> no one talks this Dude, way. Dude, it is 
it is so oh, annoying, God. I think, in a lot of ways, like listing this stuff because oh, they repeat so themselves. In particular, yeah. when Gio's talking about, you know, he's like, ah, I'm a priest, I'm a warrior monk, yada, yada, yada. Plus, I have this barrier, remember? Like, he just cast this barrier. They're talking right. about what they can and can't do. And he's like, we can fight. And remember, I have this barrier, right? It's like, we can see it visually, too. It's around right. you the whole time. Like, you don't have to, like, call it out. I'm like, plus, we got this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it is Man. insane. It's absolutely insane. Woo. So if you like That's that, right. just know there will be more bastard uh, anime out of context episodes, like segments. That will absolutely be happening. And... So, some of the notes I unfortunately gave myself was like pretty much anything from this whole episode is what I told myself. I go, cause anytime yeah. they say this fucking word, it's going to be laughable. So have fun. And I'll, I'll put it back onto our audience. Uh, every time we do this, I'll put it under our audience. But <clears throat> again, if someone wants to take the audio from what we just did and sync it up to clips from the show, or if you'd like to reanimate based off of the voices and our performances, we did, uh, or even like stop motion animation, whatever you want to do, uh, we're we're down for it. So yeah. that is a, that that is out there and a challenge to all of you. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, I want to say nice choice with Dark Snyder. That is not what I expected, I, and it was very funny. I there was three ways that I as soon as I saw the name Dark Snyder, it was either going to be uh, a small Jewish man, <laughs> uh, it was going to be. Um, Fred Schneider from the B-52s. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would have been amazing. Dark Schneider. Oh, um, my God. Well, let me just look at one Then of your the... spells can't go through it either, you idiot. Did you consider? Then your spells can't go through it either, you idiot. <laughs> um everything would be sing-songy. Right. Or it was gonna, or I was gonna go uh like a a more like you know, then your spells can go. You know, Optimus yeah. Primey, you know. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what? This one seems fun, so we're gonna go for it. It was very fun because after seeing the anime and then hearing you do that, I'm like, that is totally not that character, and that is way better. I like that choice <laughs> very much. This is this is fun. I'm here for dark, it. Again, Dark Schneider just sounds like it. Just sounds like you know, like Theodore Schneider, like some dude's name. My favorite part was hearing you uh, uh, say Metallicana, which was very is that fun. Metallica, is that what it was? Because this this show is based, the guy who, who wrote it uh, has a strong love for heavy metal. Yeah, so well, there you go. There's a lot of references. Guns and Roses was a spell. Um, oh, that was a spell. I didn't know why I was just shouting that Guns out. and Roses. <laughs> like, this guy. He's got Tourette's. He just, that's Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of references to bands and things like that. Like Osborne yeah. was a wizard, probably Ozzy Osborne, you know, like stuff like that. It's bonkers. Okay. It is a batshit show. That connects. Which yeah. I, don't, I didn't enjoy watching at all. But as I was watching, I kept watching because I'm like, this could be good fodder for in context. Yeah. And by God, I, I, I jumped my, I threw myself on that grenade for you all. So you're welcome. I loved it. Yes. You're, you're, uh, you're the hero we, we need and deserve. Well, that was a fun segment. I always enjoy doing it. Uh, looking forward to doing it again very, very soon. Uh, in the meantime, Justin, what do you have to recommend for this week? So uh, on Hulu, uh, you can watch it. Uh, it is a show called Dope Sick uh, with Michael Keaton and a bunch of other actors. Um, the rival doctor in Doctor Strange plays Richard mm -hmm. Sackler. 
Um, so Dope Stick is about the uh, rise of the opioid problem and how Purdue Pharma, which is owned by the Sackler family, uh, invented and pushed OxyContin. Um, it is it is it's so hard to watch because you just see how soulless these people are and how other people on the on the on the the, the right side of this are fighting to expose and to prosecute and to uh, litigate against and just all the 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 roadblocks they keep running up against and it is it's a very frustrating show but super well done and 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 fascinating at the same time so i would strongly recommend it's um i think eight episodes uh and i think michael keaton's up for an emmy this year because of it um but yeah it's uh it's a good the old the one criticism i have is they time jump back and forth like present day 2002 97 back to 2002 2004 89 like to tell the story they're jumping around a lot and that that tends to get a little confusing from time to time but after about the second episode, I just resigned myself to go, cool, whatever. I understand the general chrono- chronology of this story. Whatever year they tell me it is, I'm just going to go with it. And I'm not going to – don't get too wrapped up in that, but definitely watch the show. It's good. Very cool. I think it's based on a book that Jill read because I remember her telling me about all that crazy that shit. Cool. And yeah. I was like, that's awful. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of, lot of fun to read. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you got, Dougie? I'd recommend the most recent episode of Bad Friends featuring Will Sasso and Chad Colchin from Dudesy. Um, oh, they were on Bad Friends? They were on Bad Friends, and it was <laughs> just endlessly entertaining uh, because okay. uh, Bobby Lee and Will Sasso both used to be on Mad TV together, so right. they know each other very well. Um, but it was great because it was the silliness plus Chad Colchin is very kind of, he has very strong opinions about what AI is going to do in the future. And yeah. they had some very fun discussions and hilarious discussions Amazing. about where things are going to go, what comedy is going to be like in the future. Um, you know, he made a thing like he goes in the future, we'll be able to say, you know, I want, um, you know, uh, uh, Lenny Bruce doing jokes about, um, inflation and an AI will be able to generate jokes and in his wow. voice and you'll be able to hear that. And they both are like, Oh my God, what do we do? Should we just quit now? Like, what do we, should we run for the Hills? And of course, Will's like, that's bullshit. You won't, you know, it was, it was, it was very, very, very entertaining. Um, I love that show anyway, and they're all very funny guys. So it's the most recent bad friends episode. Check it out wherever you listen to your podcast. It's on YouTube too, if you want to watch it. So highly, highly, highly recommend it. It tickles me. It tickles me feathers and it's it sands my bags and it needs to be duct tape. So there you go. Uh, gang, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Uh, please don't forget to check us out on youtube.com slash mindgappodcast. Like and subscribe if you enjoyed this. Drop us a comment down below if we said something stupid or said something you agreed with and you want to chime in. Please uh, write something down there. It helps with the algorithm. Keeps us keeps us alive. We appreciate you. Also, don't forget to check us out on all our social medias at MindGapPodcast. We live stream the podcast Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central, and we live stream uh, the video game stream on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. No video game stream this Saturday, which will be August the 6th, so just keep that in mind. I won't be here because I'll be with Justin in person. Um, So please check us out there, and Justin exists digitally as well. On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean. Good Pods. 
all the places where you can find and consume quality podcasts. You can find and consume us. And then, um, you know, like, sub- uh, subscribe, rate, review, share, all those things. Big one is sharing. Let people know we exist. It's the only way. Like Tinkerbell, it's the only way that we'll survive. Uh, and then 2East8th.com and keep an eye on all of 2East8th's social midjas. Yeah. Thanks so yeah. much, gang. This was a ton of fun, as always. We appreciate you. Seriously, listening to us and everything like that, it means the world to us. We love our community, and we're happy to see it growing You know, slow and steady, and you all are great. So thank you for tuning in, as always. So with that being said, I want to say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.